there got it right there so we can i guess i guess so we can have our correct twitter handle underneath yeah i had to i had to boot you and then bring you right back in no problem no problem we are live here in the tigers avenue on this tuesday evening right here before our midweek game uh tigers taking on mcneese state tonight zach are they playing at mcneese state or is it is it in baton rouge i honestly have no clue let me let me double check on that because they did well, I guess they do senior day on a weekend regardless. Let's see. It's at it's at LSU. It's at LSU. Okay. I just want to double check on that. Double check. So it is at LSU uh tonight against McNeese State. Hopefully you can capture uh your final midweek W heading into the weekend before Athens and collect your fortieth win uh on the season tonight. Yeah. Nice. Um, and man, Zach. <laughs> After this past weekend, you just hope they go out and dominate. I, I mean, I, that's that's all you can hope for. I, I mean, I don't know what to think after this past weekend, man. I, I it was rough. It, it was ugly. It was all of the above. Um, tough weekend for the Tigers going to Mississippi State. We're not going to recap it in detail. You know how it happened. Um, but we'll discuss it. We'll we'll discuss the issues. Uh, we'll look forward a little bit, um, and then maybe we'll discuss a little bit about the lineup tonight and who starts uh, the pitching because I'm sure it's already out, or if it's not out, it will be out soon. Um, and maybe we'll discuss that to wrap the show up. Um, Zach, uh, thoughts coming off the weekend? I, I mean. Uh, well, before we get into that, we will be doing a little bit of an abbreviated show. I know we typically go an hour. Obviously, the game's starting at 6.30, so we'll be a little abbreviated tonight uh, so we can get you off to the game. Zach, thoughts, uh, obviously concerns. Um, what do you think? Well, I mean, we can kind of get a little bit into a recap here just briefly and then really, you know, as our second segment is supposed to be kind of addressing the issues, we can get more into that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Friday night was great, man. Friday night was awesome. It was a complete game. Paul Skeens went out and shoved, completely dominated, which has just become a completely normal thing for him. Um, yeah. The offense was clicking on all cylinders. Everything was great. And it started off You Friday. did what you expected to do. Yeah. You did what exactly what you expected to do. And it started off Friday going, okay, this is what we're going to expect this weekend. This is what we should do this weekend, right? Saturday started off amazing as well because Ty went out. He pitched great. He had 10Ks, which is career high. Like, and that's exactly what you need from your starters. People are going to still ask, and especially this weekend, can LSU make a deep run? 
And the answer, can they still make a deep run? And the answer is yes. Because if you have two really good starters that can give you long outings, can get you to the seventh, can get you to the eighth, um, if you have two solid guys that can consistently do that for you, um, yes, you can do it. And if with this offense and the points that they put up, yes, you can do it. Now, the biggest question, obviously, from the weekend is because Saturday – you blew it. You blew uh, the lead Saturday, and you blew a lead on Sunday, a more massive one on Sunday. So the bullpen now is the biggest question, uh, and it is the biggest concern. And rightfully so. It was awful. It was conf- – I'm not going to sugarcoat it at all, Reagan. It was bad. It was really bad. It, w- it got so bad, Reagan, to the point where when we were up 13-4 to – they yeah. scored. They scored the other four to make it thirteen to eight. Um. Whenever they, I think, scored the tenth run to make it thirteen ten, I walked upstairs. I was like, I can't do it. I'm not gonna watch them bat. Oh, I just can't do it because I. It's it's awful to watch. It is bad to watch. Um. And unfortunately, you know, I mean, I still kept up with it. It wasn't like I just was like, I'm done with this game. I'm walking away. Yeah. But I couldn't continue to watch because it was just frustrating me way too much. Uh, more than it should have frustrated me. Uh, <laughs> it was frustrating me. And so I was like, I have, to walk, I have to walk away from this or I'm going to lose it. Right. <laughs> and dad was frustrated as well. So, you know, he was he was fr- stating his frustration and venting his frustration. I was like, I got to I got to walk away. <laughs> Got to walk away from this for a moment to take a breather, to not be extremely upset about what is happening. Um, and so I did. And I'm glad I did because it ended up getting worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. Um, I would turn it on when LSU would come at the bat. And unfortunately, every time I turned it on when LSU came at the bat, they went three up, three down and really didn't do anything offensively. I'm not going to blame game uh, game three on LSU's offense. Um because they put up 13 runs, you should be able to win with with 13 runs. It is completely inexcusable that your offense put up 13 runs and your bullpen was so terribly bad, so horribly bad, (laughs) that you couldn't protect a nine-run lead. It's the worst – it is the worst – in, in history that LSU has given up, like a uh, comeback that LSU's given up. It's the worst in history, uh, LSU baseball history. Um, and it felt that way. It felt like that. It was awful to watch. It was aggravating to watch. It was frustrating to watch. Now, with all that said, am I going to sit here and say LSU's season is over? Am I going to sit here and say there's no chance LSU makes it to Omaha? No, because – as I just stated, if you have two starters that are very consistent, look what happened on Saturday. That's that's hard to do. Ty doing as well. Going to happen doing, often Saturday like it's that. It's not going to happen often. Now it's it seems more, I guess, exacerbated because of recently the bullpen, how bad the bullpen's been. But it's not going to happen. I really believe that what happened Saturday is not going to, you know, happen as often. Now Sunday. I think we're going to see that more. You know, we saw it last Sunday. Uh, we saw it against Ole Miss. Unfortunately, the offense was able to come back. Um, we've seen it at, in other points. I mean, you saw it against Tennessee when Tennessee just absolutely beat the dog out of you. Yeah. The bullpen was absolute yeah. garbage. 
Uh, I mean, you've seen it in the past on Sundays. So Sundays, I expect it. Uh, Saturday, that's kind of the first time I'm thinking all season that you've had that kind of outing from Ty. I'm not saying that you've had a bad game on Saturday because you've had bad right. games on Saturday. But that's the first time that Ty has had that performance. <laughs> the offense had that performance, and you weren't able to get the win, right? Um it was just unfortunate. I mean, the offense, you know, I know they didn't put up big numbers like they typically do. I know they, they only put up four runs. But, like, with what Ty did and four runs, like, that should be enough, right? Uh, or it should be at least enough to make it a close game, and it wasn't. So, it's unfortunate um, that I freaking love this. Hayne Travinsky at first base tonight. I is Robert, saying, is that is that true? Like, is that is that what it is, or is that what you want to see? I don't know if he's just saying this, or if he's telling me that that's the lineup. Robert, um, let us know if that's the lineup, or if that's what you want. Yeah, if y'all will just go ahead and send us the lineup. We're not on there. I'm still trying to get things together from the big news today, which we'll get to. Um, but yeah, right, extremely disappointing weekend. Uh, very frustrating weekend. You lost to the worst team in the conference. Hey, it is Hayden Dravinsky at first, and there, the money there, is pitching. There is no if, ands, or buts around it. You lost to the worst team in the conference. Mississippi State is bad. And I hear some people saying, oh, you know, they've played some teams close and oh, da, 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 da. you know, there's, there's, you know, there's some components there. No, state is bad. They yeah, are bad. bad. Baseball team. This is your worst they, week. Their bullpen is horrible. Their, their, their pitching bullpen, is horrible. Their pitching is horrible. <laughs> And the fact that you went up against that that team, that bullpen, and you lost this series, it is embarrassing. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It's, it's inexcusable. It shouldn't happen at this point in the season. Embarrassing. And there is questions to be had. There is questions to be had. Who is going to step up in this bullpen and go yeah. and be a dude? Wes Johnson, bro. We brought you here from the Twins. I'm not saying Wes Johnson's a bad coach. And I understand he inherited, he has inherited a kind of crappy situation, losing six of your best arms uh, out of the bullpen and also losing a rotational piece in Grant Taylor before the season even started. I understand he wasn't handed the best handed the best cards to start the season and and what has happened throughout the season. Listen, other teams are dealing with injuries. There's a lot of teams dealing with injuries. South yeah. Carolina's dealt with injuries. Arkansas's dealt with injuries. Let's we've seen how Arkansas has handled the adversity and the injury. They've handled it better than LSU has. Um, bullpen wise, so they have to figure it out. West Johnson, and that's what they get paid for. That's why West Johnson is here. That's why Jay Johnson is here. You've got to figure it out, and they've got to figure it out quick because we're about yeah. to be in postseason. We got one more weekend, and then we're in the postseason. So they better get together quick. Um, you got a big weekend coming up, and of course, we'll preview this on the next podcast. But you got to you got to do some work this next weekend. Yeah, there's no question. Look, I'm, I'm. When I say this, like the bullpen was bad, and it is a concern. Like it's a concern, but I, I do want to say I don't know if we will see that kind of meltdown again. Like it, it's, it's kind of rare to go through that many stinking arms, and none of them pan out. Um, so it, it's really crazy to see that happen in one game do i think it's likely that that happens again i don't think so but i'm still very concerned as we should be with the bullpen i mean to go through i don't know how many guys and and, and you finally find something in riley cooper 
in the eighth and the ninth after you've already, you know, blown the lead completely. Um, I, I That was shocking to me. That many guys came in and couldn't do it. And what I'm more concerned about is Christian Little is, I mean, that's the second time he has had a complete meltdown. Yeah. I mean, it's two weekends in a row he has royally struggled uh, to just put it across the plate. Um it's crazy because, like, going into the season, Zach, you had, obviously, Ty Floyd Paul Skeens. You had Grant Taylor, who had had a phenomenal summer and an excellent fall and was poised to have an incredible season. You had Jaden Newt, Chase Shores coming in. Jaden Newt was a, like, a, a surefire top-five-round pick in the draft, along with Chase Shores. Chase Shores is coming in throwing 100 miles an hour. You have Garrett Edwards coming out of the bullpen. Um, Thatcher Hurd, who is like one of, at the time, one of the best prospects in the next year's draft. He was projected to be the number two pick in ne in next year's draft. Um, and all of these guys are coming in. And Christian Little also, you added from Vanderbilt, who was one of the most decorated pitchers coming out of high school in an extremely long time. And you look at your, your pitching staff coming into the season and you're like, holy crap, our pitching staff, it like, you know, pitching was the problem last year. We didn't have enough arms. Yeah. And you're looking at it this year and you're like, holy smokes, we're going to have so many arms to go to. Yep. And then you had several injuries and two guys in, and I hate to point these out, but like Christian Little and Thatcher Hurd, who have yet to live up to what they were expected to be. Thatcher, I still think Thatcher is is a injury problem. Like I like not. I don't say think he's still injured or he's still hurting. I think coming back from an injury and like relearning your mechanics after an injury is hard to do. And I think that's what Thatcher is still dealing with. I mean, guys, Thatcher Heard was like I said, the, going to be like the second pick projected in next year's draft. And he had like a 1.06 ERA and struck out just about everybody he faced at UCLA last year before his injury. So, yeah. uh, like, looking at it on paper, you're like, man, we got everything we need. And it just hasn't panned out, and the injuries have been brutal. And so uh, I see a lot of people throwing shade at Wes Johnson. Like, I don't know if the shade is, is necessary. Like, it is his job to get this pitching staff in order yep, and to have it to where they can go out and just get you 27 outs Sunday. They couldn't do that. So if it continues, then yes, I think we look to Wes Johnson right now. It like what he has it has been brutal and Sunday. I don't think ever happens often where you just can't find one guy who can put the ball over the plate. Um, so in terms of like the next few games, it's gonna be it's gonna be really interesting, I think, to see how they handle the bullpen, considering the past two weekends, right? Yeah. Because Sunday has been a disaster two weekends in a row. You allowed twelve runs to Auburn. You allowed fourteen runs to Mississippi State. Like it's been a disaster on Sunday. I don't think you need to do Johnny Holstaff on Sunday anymore. Like, we don't need to do, do that anymore. 
like you need to find a guy who's going to give you four innings. And I think that guy can be Gavin Guidry, Javen Coleman, yeah, Riley Cooper. You need to find two or three guys that can go get you four, four to three innings to get Sunday in. Like it doesn't need to be this carousel because the carousel has clearly has not worked. Well, also, Reagan, like I, I thought this, and maybe you thought this too. I honestly thought they pulled Herring and Money too early. They did. It was situational. With Money, it was definitely a situational thing, and they pulled him situationally, and I think they should have left Money in. Yeah. I I mean, you have to – at some point, you're going to have to trust some of these guys to try and extend. I mean, I, and I feel like they have done that at times, but then, like, Sunday, it really just felt like you were throwing the kitchen sink at them. Like, yeah, you know, and just trying to mix things up. But, and man, money, Saturday, I know, I understand money wasn't perfect, but like he looked the best out there. Yeah. And if you go look at the stat lines, if you go look at the stat lines, him and Herring, you know, and obviously Javen, they had the best days. I know Javen, like, it's completely understandable with Javen. Like, you're going to have to pull him. I understand that. Uh, there's no arguing that. He's still but, working back, yeah. They're still trying to work him back and everything. So, but it's just been extremely like it. It really made me think like, what the heck was happening whenever um, they pulled money? Um, you know, there's been some questionable decisions. Um, I, now, I'm not saying that they were bad decisions, but quit. You know, decisions that were like maybe you go, huh? you know, uh, was it was it Saturday that they subbed in Napolt? Or, oh, no, no, it was Sunday. They subbed in Napolt over Gavin Dugas. I'm like, what are you doing? Gavin Dugas has been clutch for you the entire year. Gavin Dugas has the potential to go yard. Like, you are giving up. And I understand, like, that it's like you want to use small ball in situations. And I've been one that to clamor about that, like, we need to, you know, try and be a little bit more situational and try and use small ball some. But you're going to tell me I don't I don't know how you justify bringing in Gav or excuse me, Ben Napolt over Gavin Gidry. Like I understand the reason, but I don't know if you can justify the personnel change there. Like it just doesn't make sense to me. Um, I a hundred percent would. Rather had Gavin Gidry or excuse me, Gavin Dugas over Napolt there. Um, and then I obviously I heard about the explanation with subbing in Malazzo over Travinsky. You know, obviously they stated how exhausting it was on Sunday, how it was extremely hot, extremely tiring, and they subbed Travinsky out because of him just being mentally worn, mentally physically worn from that game, right? And it was just exhausting. Uh, having to sit out there in the heat and catch. I completely understand that. And, you, you know, in late in the game, you're going to want somebody fresh, especially with how tight it was. Get somebody fresh. Get somebody that's ready to go. And that's not going to make a mistake. Uh, and maybe better at the plate uh, and not as exhausted, right? Uh, I understand that a little bit. But I, I, I can't I can't find a reason to justify subbing Gavin over Nepal. And I think that hurts you. Yeah, I – I get they were trying to get the guy over to get the – he was trying to lay a bunt down to get the game-winning run in. But, again, like you said, Gavin can do that for – well, not not the – I don't think he's the best option to bunt. But in terms of, like, game-winning situation, Gavin is 
like done that for you several times. So yeah, maybe why go that strategy? I guess he was just trying to like, man, I'm trying to just get one run across so we can get out of this god awful game. I mean, maybe that's his thought process. Yeah. Um. So he's trying to scratch one across. I apologize. The the baby has been unruly, but. <laughs> um, I don't know if you can hear it or not. Hear him or the not. baby is having the same response that we had from this weekend. Yeah, Yo, uh, I, there's not, not much I can do about the baby crying, so I apologize, guys. Um, Mama's doing everything she can. So, yeah, I, I just, I don't know. Some of that, like some of those things, like where they're pulling guys at the end of the game, I guess for a defensive lineup, I feel like have been done kind of early. Like they were doing it in like the seventh inning when it, I feel like it should be done in like the eighth or ninth. Yeah. Um, Saturday, what really surprised me and what was a shock is, man, Thatcher has come out and had some great outings. And Thatcher comes out and it looks like he has a, a, a down day. It's like, man, like he has several days in a row where he's just looking really good. And then. Boom. Back to what you we know, it, it's it's back to where it was, and I guess that's part of just struggling to try and figure out what where your command after an injury. But it's just it's tough. I, I mean, I don't know. It, it how do you go forward, Zach? I mean, how do you think you approach Sunday? How do you approach the bullpen? Because I mean, you really need to win this <laughs> this coming weekend. Big time in terms of national seed. So, what do you do going forward? I, I fully believe that um, you're going to have to hope that your Friday, which Friday is obviously a guarantee, almost pretty much. It's pretty much a guarantee that Skeens is going to give you at least six, right? Uh, so, I'm not really worried about Friday, but you're going to have to really hope and pray that. <laughs> On Saturday, Ty Floyd can keep up what he's been doing and yeah. continue to extend and give you pretty good outings and that the offense scores. Like Friday and Saturday, you're going to have to hope that it's the same case for you both both nights, that Skeens and, and Floyd give you six to seven to eight innings and your offense puts up seven to double-digit runs. Like that's what you're going to have to hope for. And then on Sunday, I agree with you. I wholeheartedly agree with you. Find Three, maybe four guys that you're going to rely on. Now, I mean, obviously, if one's struggling, like, I understand, like, you got to pull them, right? But find three to four guys, as you said, Gidry, Herring, uh, Coleman, Cooper. Those guys, I understand, like, like Gidry had a bad out and he gave up three runs on Sunday. Yeah. But those guys have more often than the others been a lot more consistent a lot more steady, right? And they've yeah. they've given you good quality outs. So it's been it's been frustrating, but I agree with you. I think that's the best way to do it. As far as like how far can LSU go, like expectations, what are the what are what are the issues? Like I still I still believe LSU can make it Omaha. I'm not taking that off the table yet. Yeah I absolutely. still think they can make it Omaha. Well, and you can also win the SEC this weekend. I mean, you that, that scenario is still out there for you. Your play throughout the season has put you in a position to where, you know, even though man, you've really had two really bad weekends, you know, you need you don't control your own destiny. 
you need some cards to fall your way. Um, but you can still win the SEC. Uh, yeah. you need you need Arkansas to lose two games this weekend. They're at Vanderbilt, and you need Kentucky to take one from Florida. Yep. If Kentucky wins one in Florida, possible. which it's at Kentucky and it's at Vanderbilt. So if Vandy can capture a, se- a home series and Kentucky can salvage one game at home against Florida, you have to sweep Georgia and you win the SEC. Yep. Um, so it's pretty cool that, I mean, un- unfortunately, if you had an extra game against South Carolina and you win, you wouldn't have to sweep. But you do have to sweep because of that. Um, so, man, the season is still ahead of you. Like, this has really stunk the last two weeks, the, the last two weekends. But, man, you yeah. still have, the, you know, all of this ahead of you. Um, is there concerns? Yes. But can this coaching staff try and figure something out, put something together for this team to be successful on Saturday and Sunday? And kind of what we've hinted at already, you can be successful on Saturday if Floyd keeps giving you what he keeps giving you. Yeah. Now, I mean, you have to hope that he does keep giving you that because yeah. obviously that's been a little inconsistent at times as well. But Well, it, about three weekends in a row now you've gotten it from him. Yeah. I mean, yeah, all, the Auburn situation in, in the fourth inning, I think he gets a pass. But yeah, before that fourth four. inning, you saw seven strikeouts in a row and he was completely dominating. He dominated Ole Miss before that. And he played very well against Bama before that. And then he gave you his best performance, probably of his career, against Mississippi State, and you don't win the game. Like, that just is not going to happen often. Um, So, you know, there has been times when he's been good and times when he hasn't been as good, but I think we're trending in a way he's consistently getting better. And that's what he did last season. Yep. If if we don't remember what he did last season. He, at the end of the season – he got better and better and better, and he became your guy at the end of the season. Um, so hopefully he can do that for you again. And, guys, you it's baseball. you got to play the game. That's why we play the games. The season isn't over now. you got to go play the games. Um, Zach, do we want to hit a quick break? And uh, maybe we can hit some comments real quick and yeah. hit a quick break, and then we'll come back and we'll uh, kind of do our last segment here. Talk about the news today before we let you go. Yeah, let's do that. Uh, so Justin Broussard said Sunday was the worst pitching I've seen in a long yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, I can't disagree with you there. Uh, honestly, can't disagree with you at all. Uh, Robert uh, said Vanderbilt has two of their top uh, their top two starters uh, are out this weekend again. Um, so we'll see how Doesn't that bode plays well out. in LSU's favor. Yeah. Doesn't bode well in LSU's favor, that's for sure. Uh, Carl Dunn said pitching has been uh, – the pitch calling has been suspect lately. I know the players have to execute the pitches, but dang. I mean, yeah. I mean – but also, uh, you know, Blake mentioned this on the show the other night. Like, Nate Agenhausen was shrugging off a bunch of pitches. You know, like at some point yeah. you got – you know, your pitchers are going to have to trust, trust the pitching coach to – um, you know, to call the right pitches. I mean, you can't, yeah. you know, Wes Johnson, I'm not saying he is um, completely innocent uh, of the, of, you know, the, the pitch sequences and, and the issues that have been there. 
Right. Um, but also part of that is going to be on the players trusting. I think that's really, you know, probably mainly just Eggenhausen because I think he's probably one of the only ones I've seen actually shrug off the pitcher or excuse me, yeah. Wes Johnson, the oh. and calling the pitches. So, but yeah, it's been frustrating. So, um, anyways, uh, Robert said I would pitch Coleman for three innings, then Herring for three, then bring in money for the rest. I'm okay with that, but I, I would really like some to see form of that. Well. Some yeah, form I think you're, you're going to have to pick some guys. You know, like Ackenhausen has recently been the guy that's going to come in and cover for Skeens. You know, who do you have that comes in and covers for Floyd? You know, like who's going to come and cover? I would, I would like for it to probably be Herring, uh, or maybe it's Money. But you're going to have to pick two guys for Friday, two guys for Saturday, and three to four guys. Yeah, on this Sunday. is Zach. You're going to try to stick with that. This is two weekends in a row they've moved Herring to Sunday, and it has not bode well when they it has had not Herring. Gone well. When they had Herring coming in on Friday and Saturday, it, it went it good for them, and it worked. Let Correct. him come in. Let him be the first guy out of the bullpen on Saturday after Floyd. I agree, and I'm I'm totally good with that. So we'll see how it goes. Has been it. Anyway, we'll go see ahead. how it goes this weekend. We'll preview it, of course, on the next episode. Let's take a quick break, and then when we come back, we will discuss uh, some LSU Lang Yap, some different news, especially some big news coming from today. That's actually, if y'all have noticed, if you're watching, um, you may have noticed I've been a little distracted trying to get this together because uh, we did have an edit ready to go for the big announcement today. But unfortunately, um, two power outages kept me from being able to get that ready to go. So I'm trying to get it ready to go now. But nonetheless, we'll take a quick break and we'll be back right after this. Five Star Hero, your intro and outro music for the Tigers Avenue show. They ain't ready for that LSU. Go check out all his other music on all the major platforms. Don't forget to follow him on Instagram at Saints Anthem and at Twitter at One Nation Doty. Don't forget to check out his Facebook page for all his Saints and LSU merchandise. Can't get any better than Sarah Klein Stevens, attorney at law. Her firm focuses on the needs of the elderly and maintaining their dignity throughout the process. Here for you, here for your family. Sarah Klein Stevens, attorney at law. Back at it here in the Tigers Avenue. Zach, you know, man, for a long time we heard this, this thing that, man, Brian Kelly can't recruit. And he can't recruit in the booth. He's not going to be able to keep up in recruiting. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, really? I, I think he's been saying differently for a while now, Zach. Two commitments this past week, big-time commitments, one from uh, the, the high school class uh, out, of the, out of Louisiana, Juwan Johnson. Zach, and the big news today. What was that big news today? Zach? Oh, yes, Logan Diggs, the 1,000-yard rusher well thousand yard to, thousand total all yards. yeah 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 thousand all purpose yards six touchdowns i know it's not like oh you know it's like six okay but listen this is a guy that again louisiana native yep was under brian kelly at notre dame and he has he's i'm gonna be honest i'm gonna be honest reagan he is your best back now he is your best running back wow. better than josh williams i i believe so 
I believe so. And that is no, I would agree, yeah. Talent-wise, talent yes. I mean, Josh is reliable. Josh, and I mean, I Josh think Josh is going to get it done all the time. <laughs> Josh seems, yeah, exactly. Josh seems to just get the job done. But this uh, is massive. This is massive for you because there's question marks. Armani Goodwin is a question mark. John Emery is a question mark. Um, I really like the trio of Josh Williams, Noah Kane, and uh, Logan Diggs. Love it. Yeah, yeah. Love it. And then you have two freshmen, two freshmen. that are really freaking good, right? Like, this is insane, Reagan. Like, what if – and let's just say – I hope – and I hope it's the case, but let's just say that John Emery works everything out, you know, with his academics and everything, and he goes back. Dude, you're going to have Logan Diggs, John Emery, Noah Kane, Josh Williams, if Armani is healthy, Armani Goodwin, and the two freshmen. Dude, seven freaking running backs. <laughs> what was that like? Was it was it like 2012 when LSU had like five, six dude? Like, yeah, yeah. This is a massive arsenal of talent. Um, yeah. and you know, honestly, the reason you ha- honest, I say talent. These guys are talented, but I, th- I mean, there's a lack of talent, you know, because you, it's not you don't have one to two guys that you're like, all right, these are our guys, right? right. And obviously, we as we understand, like Frank Wilson wants to operate out of a running back by committee. Uh, you know, kind of scheme running uh, running scheme. So, like, I understand that's also you know a part of it, but this is a lot of dudes, Reagan. And yeah, so, yeah, I, I I'm excited about it. I'm excited once we finally get to once I finally can get everything caught up. I'm gonna post uh about uh the edit that we had ready to roll. We had it ready to roll last night. Had a power outage. Then I get to work today. I'm trying I'm trying to be able to do it from work power outage at work and i have to rush home for the for the show so i apologize fun stuff stuff. i apologize guys uh we will be late on getting our edit out but we did have an edit ready to go so i'm gonna post it here shortly um but big big news for brian kelly uh and lsu football yeah absolutely i i love the addition it was something that i wanted to happen it seemed like it was something that was definitely going to happen once he entered the portal you know played under brian kelly He's from Louisiana. Like, it's just a given, right? Like, played at Rummel. It, it just seems like it was a match made in heaven. Um, and now he's a Tiger. You add more talent to your uh, your running back room that already has a lot of bodies. This helps from, from the talent perspective. This helps from a depth perspective. If you have injuries, if you deal with injuries, you now have plenty of guys that can take care of business for you. Um, so I'm really excited about the running back room, and, and I'm really excited to see how that plays out uh, on the field and how well. Frank decides to use all those pieces because there's a lot of backs that can do a lot of different things for you uh, in, in that in that room. So that's really excited. What One thing, though, Zach, that, that I would you know be on a lookout for is a transfer. I, I mean, it is a lot of guys – Guys want minutes. Guys want reps. Um, it's a crowded room, so it's going to be a battle for reps. So maybe look out for a transfer, potentially. Um, I'm not going to debate about who that would be, um, but I wouldn't be surprised if something that like that happened. Yeah, Zach, I would agree. So with Jawan Johnson, uh, this is a flip that you have gotten. Um, well, he was previously like – Heavy LSU, heavy LSU. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Then, of course, Dion comes in, does his thing. I think probably, you know, young guy, emotional, uh, teenage guy, you know, probably got there. Got wrapped up into the hype. Got wrapped probably. up into the hype, made an emotional decision, stepped back, realized, man, I'd have to go all the way out to Colorado. It's freezing dang cold. My family would have to. <laughs> My family would have to travel way out there just to see me play. Why not just stay right here in Louisiana? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I and it's a great pickup because man, Brian Kelly's killing it in the state of Louisiana. I mean, we talk about putting a fence around the state of Louisiana. He is doing that uh, uh, this year. I, I mean, he has eight guys. I think out of the out of the fifteen commits are are Louisiana guys, um, and they're all like the top guys. <laughs> so it, it's been really impressive. And, and Juwan Johnson is an is an athlete, dude. He plays all over the field. He, he plays like DB. He plays their quarterback for Pete's sake. I mean, he has yep. thousands Everything. of yards as a quarterback uh, at LCA. Um, so he's an impressive athlete. And, man, he's going to be a guy that can be used in many different ways, uh, most likely in the secondary uh, position at LSU somewhere, maybe – uh, DB, safety, nickel, something like that. Um, because he's just like a – man, he's like a Swiss Army knife for LCA. Um, he, he's definitely their star player. And um, it's a big pickup for Brian Kelly. It's a big flip to go and, and you know, say, hey, we, we want the best in Louisiana. You're not going to pluck this guy from us. And he decommits from Colorado. And, man, really from the minute he – decommitted everybody kind of knew his destination yeah. uh he actually said at his commitment day uh, when he committed to colorado that man he told coaches it was going to be hard for him for them he said man it's gonna be hard to pull me from louisiana i mean i'm i've, I've been here my entire life i grew up here i love this place and lsu's here why would i leave yeah. and he made that known and man brian kelly goes out and he gets another one so all this Brian Kelly can't recruit talk. It's slowly fading uh, away. I, I think I think it ended a while ago, to be honest with you. You said what? I think it ended a while ago, to be honest with you. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and he's been killing it, and it's been impressive. And you love what you see out of Brian Kelly. You love what you see what he's been doing in, in recruiting. Um, Zach, we got about four minutes to this ball game. Are your thoughts on tonight's lineup, and then we'll wrap it up. Um, I love the lineup for tonight. I honestly do. I had stated it a few times. Like, I would love to see can Travinsky play first. I would love to see Travinsky at first. Yeah, he has proven to be a very solid bat in the lineup. Um, and Jones hasn't. Let's just be honest. He hasn't proven to be that. Uh, he's been very inconsistent, especially lately. So and the strikeouts are massive. And the strikeouts are, are just a massive number. Yeah, they're bad. And so I would love to see um what this lineup does tonight. I, yeah. I still think Cable and you know Cable has had kind of an off couple of weeks. I want to see him bounce back and continue to have the success that he had. Um I, I love that Joe Bear is heating up as well. I mean, Joe Bear's looked really good the last few yeah, weeks. Yeah. I really think, like, as of right now, right now, this is the best lineup. I, I wholeheartedly believe that. Um, who did they say was pitching? Blake Money. It's Blake Money. Okay. Yeah, I like that. Let's yeah. see how, you know, maybe Blake can give you a really good outing. 
you know, and, yeah. and maybe he gives you something to look at for Sunday. You got to have somebody, as you said, that can give you long extended outings. Yeah. So especially on Sunday, I, you know, I mean, we, we need that. We need Javen. I mean, I think they're going to stick with Javen because Javen didn't really necessarily, he didn't really do anything uh, necessarily to, you know, prove that he doesn't need to be the starter on yeah. Sunday. Just on uh, a pitch count. You know, he's on a pitch count. <clears throat> I think it's great that, you can bring him in and you know get three innings and 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 hopefully that that gets extended a little bit more as we get later and later postseason and that's the good news maybe it does maybe it does get extended later and later as we get into the postseason and that would be good for LSU especially if he is um, pitching well like he has been so yeah. we'll see yeah. uh, but overall tonight just win win the just go out and get you the final midweek dub just just get you something positive moving forward all right zach i think that's about it uh it's about time to go kick over to that baseball game hope y'all enjoy y'all's evening by Um, the way we have just finally posted three hours late but we have finally posted out (laughs) our uh our logan Diggs edit that i made literally like a few days ago awesome um so uh, please y'all go check that out and please like it on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. It's on all of those uh, social media platforms. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, guys, y'all go enjoy your Tuesday nights. Hopefully LSU will dominate and get a dub moving to some positive direction after this past weekend. We'll be here Friday night to talk about this upcoming weekend series and how important it is. We'll see you next time here in the Tigers Avenue. Five Star Hero, take us out. Peace. Who that, 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 who that,